0: Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 136 of the Eve Stra- of the award award-winning, winning eavesdrop Stra- podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Shopify and I'll tell you a little bit more about Shopify and how we've been using Shopify for the last couple of years uh, later on in the podcast. Honorable guest, my brother, my hermano, mi carnal, my mi compa de Colombia, Sebas Verón, Sebastian Verón, Sebas as you guys know him. What's up brother?
1: What's up bro? New I'm Texan. happy to be here.
0: New Texas.
1: Yes, very, very new as of last night, literally Yeah, literally last <laughs> night uh, Are you excited about the move? I'm excited, bro uh, At first, you know, it's, it's always uncomfortable and stuff And long drive, lots to deal with with the move and stuff But as soon as we, we got here, it's like, I'm ready yeah. You know, just new let, challenge
0: let, let, let me ask you, I, I, when did you get to Well, let, let's start from the beginning Because right? I, I have a bunch of questions so, uh, Who are you today? Let's start there
1: uh well now I'm a full-time streamer, content creator for Best org in the World. <laughs> and um I was born in Colombia mm-hmm. and moved to the states what, what when part, I was like what, 12.
0: What part of Colombia? Uh Cali. Cali. Cali, Colombia. Cali, Colombia. And, and very uh...
1: very humble. We used to walk 2 miles to school. Um mom was was always working. I mm-hmm. was always with, you know, the lady who Took care of us um, and cleaned the house and stuff, and so very, very, very humble beginnings.
0: Well, what was it like? Tell me about your neighborhood. Well, so, well, how, how long were you there for? Like, when I was you-
1: there until I
0: was uh, twelve. Okay, bro. You and I have the same story. All right. Yeah. What, what was what was your neighborhood like?
1: So very, very uh, humble, but it it was cool because. It was around the time where like technology is not what it is today. So I was always outside mm-hmm. with the bike, and and it was in a neighborhood where there was always 15, 20 kids outside, uh, you know, playing ding dong ditch and and manhunt and soccer. Played lots of soccer. Mm-hmm. Love soccer. Um, and but but when it would rain, we had to walk two miles to school, and sometimes it, some of the Damn. roads were flooded. Yeah and I would get to school all muddy, mud, full of mud and dirt. And you didn't care. yeah, I didn't care. It's I mean, at the it. time it wasn't, I didn't know anything else. And yeah. I was, I was happy. You know, What's I, I had everything, like? uh, maybe, maybe a hundred students. In the total school? Very, very small school. It was a French school. French?
0: Yeah. Did they teach French there or?
1: A little bit. I mean, I was too young. I, I mean, I know how to count. That's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> um. But I lived in Columbia till I was 12, but my parents split when I was five, mm-hmm. and my dad moved here okay. to try to you know, get his paper situation yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and come work out here in the States. And I stayed in Colombia with my mom from five till 12 when my dad figured mm-hmm. all that out and was able to bring my brother and I mm-hmm. to the States, to Miami.
0: Got it. So um, back home, it was just you, your mom, your brother. That's it. No grandma.
1: Well, my grandma and grandpa were always around from my dad's side, um, and that was like a second home.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. You know
1: how it is, abuelo, abuela. Yeah. Always,
0: dude. It's, did you
1: have anything to eat? You know, like, yeah, no, you, you did. I eat this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's that's awesome, man. So, so um, obviously, you know, growing up as, as humbly as you did, um, what were some of the the reasons why your you know your parents wanted to move out here? Like your mom moved to the United States, et cetera.
1: So my mom, when when we finally made the move was my dad, he came to Cali and we'll, we had to go with him to the embassy in Bogota and, and finish up all the paperwork. And that's where we were, we were really going to find out if we got approved for like mine and my brother's residency. And so when we found that out, that's when my mom started crying because she knew I was going to move out here with my dad because my dad mm. was married to somebody else here. Ooh. My stepmom. Yeah. And so um two months later I, I moved here with my dad and then wow. my mom stayed over there. So oh, now my. I was living with my dad and my mom was in Colombia. Yeah. And my I, mom didn't have a visa so she couldn't visit. She
0: couldn't visit and what it was about, tough for like, me to
1: visit just the money situation of and course, I you're so young. young.
0: Yeah. How do you travel by yeah. yourself? Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, there's it no direct flights. I mean, maybe now there is, but yeah,
1: no, there were, there was direct flights, but it's just no flights were were weren't really the problem. But every time I was gonna fly, I needed like a permit, like a like a letter from my mm-hmm. my mom or my dad, or whoever I was flying from or to, stating that it was okay, and it was always a mission in the airport, and we always had to go with somebody or, you know. With one of the flight attendants, so it, mm. it just wasn't
0: with that big like hanging yeah. thing <laughs> yeah. with all your info. Mm-hmm. Um. So what? What was like? I mean, your mom had to have been so heartbroken. She hot, was. She so was. Heartbroken. It was
1: a very tough, tough moment. For both of you, too, For, right? Even you, you know, it was like kind of twice. Because when I was five, and my dad moved here, I remember the day he moved here. Mm. I remember. Waking up at five a.m. and going to the airport with them, and that was probably one of my earliest memories. And he he grabbed me and stood me up and goes, "I'm gonna come back for you." Several years later, he mm. did. I didn't see him for seven years. He couldn't travel.
0: Damn. No. What was the the communication like?
1: He we spoke every single day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was never. That was the communication was always constant. Yeah. Every single day. Also with your mom yeah also with okay mom. good yeah.
0: well at least that, that made it a little bit easier i mean yes uh you know I, in, in in some cases like telephones aren't even a thing in some mm-hmm. rural areas like that right I, yeah. don't, I don't know i've never been to to colombia I, I hope to one day visit um but you know from uh, the mexican part of that i was like telephones weren't like a thing like it wasn't and also i was in the 80s right so mm-hmm. it's different it wasn't as accessible as it is now um all right so you you moved to the united states when you were around 12 years old
1: yeah i was around 12 with my father and then i started not a word of english miami miami
0: yeah not a word
1: not a word of english could you understand it no No. zero get out of here but we grew up i grew up with a lot of siblings so it was my brother and i in from my dad's side Mm -hmm. my dad married somebody here
0: who had kids already. who
1: had two kids Mm -hmm. and together they had two so six of us oh my god yeah yeah so growing up, it was it was six of us. So the two from my stepmother's side, they spoke perfect English. So that's what helped a lot. Because not mm-hmm. even my dad spoke English. Mm-hmm. He was always speaking Spanish. But they were always speaking it. So it was easy for me now? to pick it up. Well, my dad passed oh, um, three years after I moved here. Oh, wow. I was 15. Oh, man. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So we moved here. I was living with him three years. He was pressure cleaning a roof. And mm. he, he fell. No. And uh, and I stayed here, man. I stayed here by myself. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, I already kind of had friends, friends here stuff, in yeah. school, and I was doing good in school, yeah. and I was playing soccer. I was on a soccer team in school, and I was on a track team. And when all that happened, um, I didn't want to go back. And it was tough because my mom was there, mm-hmm. and it was a tough time. I went back for, like, three months. But I couldn't go back for more than six months at a time because I wasn't – a citizen at the time
0: mm. so what is um w- w- at what point does your mom join you back here or l- let me ask you this she hasn't she's
1: still in oh she's Columbia. still in colombia yeah. oh, for
0: some reason i thought that from the pictures that, you, that mm-hmm. i've seen on your instagram so i
1: i very blessed that i i now can see her very very often so mm. i i go all the time and she comes all the time awesome. so it's it's maybe i see her every three months mm. But we speak every day.
0: Uh, that's that's really yeah. good. Especially, I mean, FaceTime is FaceTime, easier. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's so much easier than you know yeah, WhatsApp. It is. I do, <laughs> I do. And I'm 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 so I'm not anti WhatsApp, but I just hate when people hit me up on. It got to the point too where yeah. too many people were hitting me up on WhatsApp that I mm-hmm. just deleted the app.
1: WhatsApp's like Facebook to me now. Yeah, I only use it to talk family. to family, my grandmother and my mom, and that's it. Isn't
0: that crazy? <laughs> like, I, obviously, like, and I and I know that Facebook gaming has like a like a like a thing like they're making a good effort on that but i i just don't ever go on facebook man that, that
1: is literally the reason because they have a pretty good program and and they've actually reached out before mm-hmm. but it, i just don't i don't i don't use the platform so i just can't i feel fake if i just go over there and stream full time over there if i'm not even the mm-hmm. biggest fan of it i yeah, guess yeah. or not even just the biggest fan is just what i'm used to i'm just Every time I go to watch a streamer, I go on Twitch. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, I do YouTube. I mean, it depends on who I'm watching, too. Mm-hmm. And even streams, I don't watch that much. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was watching it because uh, I was about to play some Warzone, and I was waiting for uh, for a couple of friends of mine from home to to hop on. Now, we're talking, like, 40-year-old dudes, right? Like, these guys didn't grow up. Like, like me, they grew up playing sports and not any video games. Our, our first video game encounter didn't come until like we were, like, 19 or 20. Um but now they they picked up the game because of Fortnite. That's nice. the game that they, they yeah. got them in there. And now they're mm-hmm. in Warzone, so it's like cool. it's, it's a little bit better. Uh, but I, I was watching uh, Scump and the boys play some um some fucking party, some Mario Party looking thing. Okay, uh, Mario Party's fun. No, it wasn't Mario Party. It was something. <laughs> of, what was it? What's it called, Matt? Do you know the name of that? Yeah. You brought your brother with you uh, we'll talk yes. about him a little bit but bro yes. feel free to get up and record whatever you need get close-ups don't do not worry about interrupting all right uh thank you yeah yeah no of course man like th- this is what, uh-huh. what what you need to know about optics the cameras are always going to be on uh and we're here to entertain i we love are, that. we are so blessed to be able to get an hour in this case or 10 minutes here in 10 minutes zero entertainment uh and you know every every little insight of behind the scenes that we get to share with people like goes a long way so that's why i'm always like everybody fucking grab a camera
1: yeah i've been vlogging the whole move ever since i made the decision to move mm-hmm. so it's been about three months mm-hmm. four months of just vlogging the entire process yeah. i sold my car and just everything hell yeah and so this is part of it so we're yeah, putting good. it all together How I'm excited oh,
0: so, so- You don't. It's not daily. It's usually just creating one big move vlog. Yes, yes. One big, just my
1: move to Dallas for optic.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's. uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that 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 you guys uh, took the chance on 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 moving out here because it's not Miami. Okay, like I've been to Miami. It's not. it's, It's. it's not miami yeah it's a lot slower but it's also in my opinion a lot better like this yeah. area there's no other place in the united states i am convinced of it like uh, like north texas mm-hmm. uh everything's new everything is like it's 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 a it's a beautiful beautiful place i i i do love it here and i don't see myself living anywhere else
1: to be honest it's uh when i when i got here it was one of those things, and, and obviously I've been coming here for content for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I got here, I was kinda glad that it's not like Miami. Mm-hmm. When I saw how everything was kinda slower, newer, very techy, and that's not Miami. And so I, I, I really liked how you see a lot more people on their cameras here, more people involved with gaming or know about it a lot yeah. more with vlogging. So it just, I feel more connected. yeah,
0: yeah, here. yeah, yeah. good 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 uh you you, you um you, you'll you learn that frisco is such a small town and i know that you're not saying in, in frisco but you, you'll learn that like everybody around here you know knows what's up right like everywhere we go people know what's up so it's, it's also good to have that sort of familiarity because they 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 i don't i don't want to say that they treat you differently uh but they do give you a little bit more attention when when you're in there and yeah but it has partly to do with southern hospitality but it also has to do with the fact that they understand that you know we may talk about their 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 restaurant or we may talk about something and so they try a little bit harder to make it nice because they don't want to have some dude. They, they see the value in it yeah. too just, oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, when you see it from that perspective when yeah. people see the value it just everyone kind of pitches in to understand yeah. that that is just like a regular thing you don't well, I, they don't look at you like you're weird
0: I spend I spend uh, I mean some weeks I'm I'm at the Frisco diner four mornings a week just having meetings nice. uh, and and that's like my my my, my morning meeting, which to me is like the, the most important meeting of the day because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. And I like to get like all of my thoughts from the night before. Because so, I, I like to think about how my day went and the overall goal before I go to sleep so that I can hopefully dream about a solution. I know it sounds super that weird. That is so dope. And, yeah. and, it's, it's, <laughs> it's and you may
1: think it's weird, but yeah. it's really not. I connect no. with you a lot in that sense. Yeah. Like I do, I'm do, starting to meditate. I, I've never oh, done cool. it before, but I, I just started to do it because of something that stuck with me from when i was in the bank mm-hmm. it was a client that came in and bro, she I had worked just at a bank too. In. bro
0: you and i have the same that's like, so crazy yeah. right, i go get goosebumps go. bro yeah, yeah like, go, 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 go.
1: uh i lost myself no, you, uh,
0: <laughs> meditating something you heard of the bank. oh
1: okay so yeah I, I it was one of my clients i used to take care of clients who had more than half a million in mm-hmm. the bank yeah. cash and so there was a lot of successful business people and there was one of my clients, a regular, who she came in and she had just finished meditating and she was like, hey, and, and she shared like her she? story. She, she was maybe like 50 or 60. Okay. Um, it was an older neighborhood, mm-hmm. Hollywood, Florida. Mm-hmm. And so when I was listening to her story of it, it, it always stuck with me. And I hadn't like, it's been like three years ago. And then it was just somewhere along the lines of, you know, I was very stressed before and and meditation just really helps me calm down. Mm -hmm. And and it really helps me put my thoughts together or like whenever finding a solution. Cause like when you're really thinking about your day before and you're really focusing on that, that's kind of like a form of meditating Mm -hmm. in a sense. And so um, just that. And I also read Think and Grow Rich After, which has a chapter about meditation or talking to people in your head Mm -hmm. it's weird but that's why i don't think when you share that with me it's like i connect like i I get it
0: yeah it's uh that the the term act as if uh has always been a part of my life from the beginning of time right I, i i never acted as i was i always acted as i am today But back then, in high school, after high school, like I always knew that I was going to be a successful dude. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. And I do believe that putting stuff out there uh, is not necessarily the... the the universe or the ether like or the stars or the zodiac signs or the fucking farmer's almanac (laughs) putting shit in your path to make that happen but it's you telling yourself that this is happening and 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 you'll be able to spot those possibilities yeah
1: kind of like making a promise to yourself
0: yeah yeah no i i didn't i don't yeah yeah i think so I, i think i think that that's a that's a good way to put it um but yeah, that's, that's the way that, that, that I saw myself. I always knew, like if you ask anybody, any of my friends, like I always had a little bit more, more confidence than I should have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, and so, I think
1: that's very important, confidence. Yeah. In yeah. It, yeah. What, know, what did and you do at the bank? You do. I will, well, I started as a banker. When I was, when I was, um, when, I was I, um, when my dad passed, mm-hmm. I moved in with some friends mm-hmm. and they were doing Primerica.
0: Okay, yeah. And
1: they they used to be really really deep in Primarica. And I wasn't even 18 at the time, mm-hmm. so I couldn't I couldn't do it. But as soon as I turned 18, I lived in their household, and you know they always have to like recruit people and stuff. So as soon as I turned 18, they recruited me. I did it was kind of like one of those things that's like, "Hey, just get in, like try it out, whatever." I'm, I'm 18. I, don't, I didn't really see the value, but I wanted yeah. to help them. But I got in and I went to a couple of their meetings and in one of the meetings, I just got super hooked. Yeah. And the financial world just s- intrigued me so yeah. much. Yeah. So, How much were you
0: getting for every account? It depended on the amount of the, like I, I went to, what? I went to like three meetings of, uh, of Primerica and then the lady that was mentoring me uh, took us to Home Depot. Oh. And that's where okay. we were gonna go pitch customers. They were just walking around and I'm like, ah, yeah, this isn't, it's yeah, a lot, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. So no, I mean it. It was um, I started out with life insurance, mm-hmm. and so I was selling life insurance. Um, when I turned eighteen, they sent me to go try to get my life insurance license. I failed like six times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally passed it, and then I was just selling life insurance to like my friends' moms or, or my friends' parents in school, and so that that went well because I was I was selling four hundred, six hundred thousand dollar policies mm-hmm. at eighteen, mm-hmm. and it was just a world that like. I I liked, but I didn't like the part of always bugging people to Mm -hmm. join or always having to find new people. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that sense of it. So um, I kind of stopped doing that, but I used all that experience and the license and I had already gotten my six as well for investments Mm -hmm. and mutual funds and annuities. And so I used that experience to get a banker position at the mm. bank so kind of like skipping the teller part.
0: Yeah, I didn't skip the teller part. <laughs> and I'll tell you what it was one of the most fun I've ever had ever in my life to this day any any job that I've ever had this this has th- that that is a memorable moment not only uh, well, actually, only, and the only reason was because I was working with my best friends. Still to this day, nice. I'm best friends with him, Mario, who who used to used to come here a lot to to help. People thought he was Shotzi in one of the leaked videos, but Mario used to be a teller there. I was a teller there. My boy Angel was a teller there. This dude named uh, oh, Jesus, man. who lives here now, mm-hmm. was a teller there. Like we turned that fucking play, and we were just fucking bad.
1: And and when was this? Uh, I, year, was, uh, I was 19 It was 18
0: 19 18, well, What year was that? 19, eight, 1998 99
1: Oh that's when banking was uh, was Fun bro yeah. The fun hours well, All the Well
0: I don't know about that But I, I know that in the back We were fucked Like cause we were in the back And we, we, we Two of us would have to do the drive through And then two of us would have to be out front And then there was like Old ladies in there too That worked with us And uh, and they didn't really catch the vibe Always oh,
1: the, the ones that have been there 40 years Yeah
0: but the thing <laughs> is Is like we were Like anytime there was a line out Outside, they would call somebody from the back, and here we are—you know, young crack little. uh It's like it's one one for a uh, a checking deposit, one two for check in saving or a check in withdrawal, one three for uh, transfer. It, anyway, we had the fucking numbers right, locked down. Right, right.
1: deposit. Yeah. One, so yeah, I'm like yeah, one yeah. one two two the, two the one. key yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: we were going boom 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 boom, and we would get rid of the line crazy. So our our transactions per day, we were we're talking. We would we would do ninety nine percent of the transaction. These old ladies who were the supervisor and the assistant supervisor, and they were just that because one I was bald. I was big bald. I literally look like a cholo, dude, <laughs> like a cholo, but well dressed, right? Like super, super gangster. Then all my all my other boys were the same way, right? Like they were nice. brown dudes, mm-hmm. and we were just, you know, we're we're all about fun, right? Right. Uh, all, all the all the all the all the young you know, women that used to come mm-hmm. in, there would love to do transactions. They would wait for us and do the do the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah. But yeah. In the back, we would like stack up boxes, and then we like fucking jump through. If we, I would pay a lot of money to be able to get all of that footage from those uh, security cameras. Camera, cam- cameras uh, in the oh, back. Oh man, you it guys? was so good. bro. It was such <laughs> a, such a good time. And um, yeah, so that's that's what I did. And then from there, that's when I became a personal bank officer. And then from there, I went to the mortgage industry
1: mm-hmm. anyway
0: yeah oh you did I, mortgages I did. Nice. did did you get to that doing that
1: so i got i i uh started as a banker then what they called it like banker two mm-hmm. and then a licensed banker which that's when they officially brought in my insurance and yeah investment licenses but under wells fargo and then four years after working for them i became a private banker got it i was like 22 23
0: dude the second somebody told me that there was money like real money to be made have you ever seen the movie you have for sure uh the wolf of Wa- wall street oh, yeah. you know how when yeah. he's like how, uh, like how much do you make he's like 70 grand like, is it 70 grand a year he's like no that's 70 grand last month he's like fuck out if you show me a check that you made 70 grand last i'm quitting my job and come to work uh, that's uh, that was me yeah that has always been me if you showed me somewhere where there's money to be made i'm your fucking man because i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna mm-hmm. do what we do but i'm also gonna be thinking about how to me- make way yeah, more than that exactly um and
1: that was kind kind of like the world that that I was in Mm -hmm. I became so obsessed with the financial world Mm -hmm. and the licenses and you know just living that life yeah and when I got to the private banking position I was no longer taking care of walking traffic Mm -mm. it was only people who had more than half a million by appointment or referrals from bankers and tellers and they had a huge incentive to refer over to the private banker. Yeah. And so bro, I was just setting appointments every single day and just investments, investments, yeah. investments, investments, yeah, investments yeah, yeah. and the commission checks were crazy. I th- I think w- I was like 23 years old and what What's one of the my most first, you made in a year? Uh at the bank?
0: Yeah. 200. Damn. Yes, I
1: like 24.
0: Yeah, the most I made also at 24, the most I made at a, bank, at, a at at the mortgage was uh 145. But my base salary was like 45. So all of my bonuses were like 100, were like 110, 120, right? Because, oh. it, but it was mortgages yeah. and it was some sub, subprime lending where they weren't fucking verified. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see what happened now because of the history, mm-hmm. but it was literally me just hustling my ass off and making because it was, to me it became a, a game right I, I i knew what things i needed to check for and it became second nature and i could go through a file in literally under three minutes and now because i'm not the loan officer i'm not the underwriter all i needed to do was close these loans and mm-hmm. give a list to whoever that i needed additional uh, income verification or this that and the other and clearing this clearing that mm-hmm. and my quota for the month i, I worked at washington mutual uh, wait, well, no, Long Beach Mortgage first, and then Long Beach Mortgage sold to Washington Mutual. Washington Mutual sold to Chase. Chase right, right. So at, at Long Beach Mortgage, we were Region Seven. Shout out Wendy Albee. She was my she was my manager. Best one of the best bosses I've ever had. Um, But Region 7 was on the fucking map. And and me and this dude, me and my partner, Jig, this dude named uh, Jig Meta, that motherfucker was a bad motherfucker. (laughs) He and I, bro, there were so many old people around us. No offense to all the old people. I still love you guys. But there were so many people around us that just weren't about their fucking money. And we could not understand it. Mm -hmm. Right? This dude is an immigrant. I am an American-born immigrant. Right? So I don't have no choice but to fucking make mm. sure that I'm making paper. exactly there's right. no other nothing no nope. so our quota for the month was 60 loans a month and there was some dude named uh I was gonna say his name but I don't know I'm, I'm kind of talking shit about him there was a dude that was working there who didn't do shit he did the bare fucking minimum and was happy with it and he got paid more than me and he got paid more than Jake so because he's been older. there for so long no yeah. he was older he was new right. and he was older oh right? gotcha but we didn't give a fuck Right. You know what I'm saying? We're like, all right. So 60, we were taking all these files, bro. The most I ever closed in one month was like 390. And my boy Jay closed like 410. Like he beat me by and I was like, oh. In loan, loan volume? Yeah, loan value. No, 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 no. Loan files, loan volume. We're talking about fucking maybe 200, 300 mil. Who fucking knows? <sighs> wow.
1: Right?
0: Yeah. And we didn't get bonus off of, the, off of the cash value. We got bonuses off of each file. And it was like fucking 50 bucks a file or some shit. Uh, over over your, your quota. Dude was happy with it. All these people around us were, like, happy with it. And I was just like, I, I don't understand how these people aren't just trying to make... Right. Like, it's 50 a pop. You kidding mm-hmm. me? Let me get fucking 900. Yeah. So, right, and, and he trained me, right? And 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 uh, as he kept on going, like, I kept on going, I was trying to beat him so fucking much. And
1: uh, I love that competitiveness, yeah, too. Within. Yeah, That
0: must have made it fun, too. Yeah, so at, at one point, uh, I had... Uh, I closed, so our quota was 60 a month. I closed 63 loans on one Friday, on the last Friday of the month, one month. 63 that, and and everybody was like, everybody was like, fuck yeah, because all the loan officers made a shit ton of money. My manager got bonus, my supervisor got bonus, I got bonus, my loan officer got bonus, my processor and my... Uh, my underwriter got bonuses. You know nice. what I mean? I, I so killed you got it for everybody the, paid. Yeah, I got yeah. everyone fucking mega paid. Nice. And then we collapsed the fucking yeah. financial <laughs> and, and housing market. Uh, not proud of it, but I didn't know. It's not. It was not my well, job. Well, now
1: you know, guys. It's uh, It's all Hex's fault.
0: Yeah. I will say this, though. Like, Jude, my wife used to uh, work at the same place that I did. Mm-hmm. And literally, she would go home and tell me, she's like, this is gonna fucking, this is wrong. She's like, this is what they're, like, what they're making us do is fucking wrong. And I'm like, mm-hmm. don't say nothing. <laughs> like we got we got goals, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like we got goals and we're right. gonna meet those goals period. Mm-hmm. And I sure as fuck made made sure that I did. Yeah. Um but yeah that's uh that's that was my mortgage i always tell that because yeah. i like, get so passionate because it's like such a yeah. weird thing it, to be a it's part dope, of man it's, yeah. it's
1: a cool story because when you're going through it and you're and you're grinding it out and making mm-hmm. a phone call to so close out your yeah. loans like that's a fun process when you look back like it might have sucked at the time or yeah. you know but it's it's fun it i could relate a lot when i used to work there at wells and we were trying to meet the investment goals you know my investment goals were you tattooed like, when you worked at the bank uh I I got tattooed when I worked there Yeah. but it it was never like my hand or my like always stuff I could hide within my suit
0: yeah 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 same well I didn't have any tattoos yeah I I, I, even got like none
1: of my in my hand but as soon as I left I got my hand and my my neck tattooed it was kind of like I'm never going back
0: bro you know what's crazy about that is that I to this day am so enslaved by old corporate America that I like mentally enslaved that I don't I mean this is like Mm -hmm. as far as I've gone and I'm like what if I need to get a job like people are gonna look at me differently Uh but now I'm just like what the fuck do I have to wear? so now I'm I'm, I'm like just fucking put it it on it was the same
1: for me it was the same for me and and I'll go a little deeper my dad hated tattoos Mm. and I never got tattoos I I low-key always liked them but I never liked them I never got them because he never liked them Mm -hmm. and after I left the bank it was kind of like one of those moments that like I fuck with them and I don't find anything wrong with them and it's not going to change me as a person yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm gonna do me and
0: Yeah, my dad yeah. My got
1: d- this after I got this one it was kind of like bring it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, once you get that once you get the hands
0: like you're yeah, that's, that's not that's, like just fuck
1: it bring yeah, yeah. it. neck, whatever. I
0: think ne- face would you ever do face? I, I don't think so.
1: I, mean, I want to say I I, I don't want to say never cuz you just never know maybe I'll find something minimalistic or simple and sleek yeah. somewhere I don't know but I don't think
0: so. Yeah, I don't think I could get face shit because that's that's like yeah, that's that's, I don't know, that's gangster as fuck. My grandma
1: would disown me, bro. Yeah, that's (laughs) gangster. What what,
0: what did uh, what did that model say? Is like, why would you put a uh, a sticker on a Bentley? Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh No, I'm kidding, but uh, (laughs) yeah. So I I think the tattoo stuff is like a very very telling place of how old you are, also because. but it's also, I think, I, I think something that's going to push you to continue to do what you're doing now, right? You're always going to be your own boss. You know what I'm saying? You could be part of teams, and you could get, you know, paid by sponsors and all that stuff. But you're your own boss at the end of the day. And I think that that's something so powerful that the internet has allowed people to do. Um, that I just, I just don't, don't see the, I don't see the harm in it, also, right? But there gotcha. are still a lot of old people. I say you give it another decade, and no one's going to bat an eye about no, uh, about weed. No one's going to bat an eye about tattoos. No one's going to bat Nothing. an eye. Period. You know, well, I think I think we're we're growing as a uh, as a species into hopefully something better, um, but we'll see.
1: And, and I think it is better, man. I think it is, and and you see it, but especially I see it more so in in Colombia, especially mm-hmm. with the whole gaming stuff. Like when when I when pandemic happened, and and I called my mom and I tell her I'm leaving the bank. Like this was before I I signed to Envy. Like yeah. this was like. I was I was making you know I had some sponsors and then I had a like 2000 subs on Twitch and I said mom I'm leaving I was like, I'm making enough to make a living and I have some money saved and I'm gone. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't even be at the bank anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I was just so clocked out mentally mm-hmm. when I knew that this was something I could do. And I just couldn't sleep without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And it was all like, what am I doing going here every day, nine to five? Like it's yeah, well, killing me. Be,
0: be, before we get into that, I, I, I want to say uh, a quick commercial break. I want to say how to Shopify, but then I want to hear that story. So how you got into gaming. So uh, give me a second. Uh, Sebas, give me a couple of seconds while I say hello to the sponsors. This sponsor is actually a very, very personal favorite of mine, and that happens to be Shopify. Shopify has been around the Optics store since the beginning of... Uh, actually, since we moved here, uh, and, and it, they, they don't just operate uh, all you know the optics stuff. They also do all the hex quarter stuff and, and pretty much everything that we do here. So it's uh, I'm, I'm particularly proud and, and excited to to uh, to have them as one of the sponsors of this podcast because Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses, uh, so upstarts and startups and established businesses alike can all have a. Uh, a Level playing field, Uh, synchronize online and in person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Uh, And uh, what I mean by stay informed, I mean that you can look at every person's shopping. Uh, tendencies what the data shows it's your best-selling items what you shouldn't or not print as much of Oh, that's the way that we look at it right we look at the amount of uh, people who buy the apparel that we have and sometimes we have leftover and usually that gets seeded out to the to the creator so it's not a big deal but for some people it does matter for some people uh, having this data and having these analytics is super important because scaling a business is all about keeping and retaining as much money as you can uh, instead of uh, and you know so you can reinvest it into into other things right uh, Shopify p- uh, powers millions of businesses, including our own, uh, f- from first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and applications, uh, including Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize all of your online and in-person sales. Uh, to give you an example, obviously, when we have an event, we still use Shopify. To keep track of the amount of merch that people are buying and what they are buying uh, as it goes uh, through with it, you can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting uh, of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify helps you grow, and it grows with you. This possibility is powered by Shopify. If you go to shopify.com slash eavesdrop, that's E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P, all lowercase, you can get a 14-day trial for free and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash eavesdrop. That is S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash E-A-V-E-S-T-R-O-P. And I'll put a link in the description to make it super easier for you. Uh, but whether it's uh, apparel, whether it's pottery, whether it's uh, dog leashes and dog bandanas, the way the Jude's making them, this is what we use in the Rodriguez household. Gosh darn it, and we haven't launched that one yet, but we will, and it will be done, better believe it, with and through uh, Shopify. Again, I'll give it to you one more time, but the link will be in the description down below at shopify.com slash eavesdrop to get a 14-day trial with uh, the entire suite of offerings from Shopify, absolutely free for the 14 day, and, uh, and I hope that you uh, get on your way to a fruitful and very, very promising career as an online salesperson of whatever product you feel deemed necessary so yeah huge thanks to shopify for sponsoring the podcast so back to you the all right so you're working at the bank um, you're wearing a suit and tie every single day. You know it's crazy though. Too in high school, I always said that I was gonna wear a suit to work. I said that I'm like, when I grow up, I want to wear a suit to work. And I used to tell my dad that, and my dad would be like, "You think somebody wearing a suit is making more money than this dude right here doing fucking construction?" Probably not. And I'm like, probably not. But I know that I'm not cut out for that shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh, i have always
1: not the same. You <laughs> see, I was like, yeah, when it comes to that,
0: when it comes to that, I'm a, Mex- <laughs> a, Mex- a Mexican. I'm not. I am not that dude. You know. What <laughs> um, uh, that's, that's a different read. my brother is so good. my brother like uh, works, works outside for uh, telecommunications uh, mm-hmm. and he's always climbing like he loves that he just loves being outside but it's hotter than fucking Texas so you'll see him posting like him just fucking drenched in sweat dark I, as yeah. fuck I get so uh, do you get darker than this yes
1: I f- dark as fuck yeah
0: same um but yeah, I was like, I told my dad, I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm a Mexican
1: for that. I'm not doing that. And he's like, all right, well, you know, you're going to follow your own path yeah. and this, that. So, uh, I always wanted to wear a suit to work, and then I wore a suit to work for 10 years, and now I hate wearing a suit. Yeah. I, like, would wear a suit. Sometimes, like, I'll wake up, and I'm like, you know what? I want to stream in a suit. And yeah. I will just, like, surprise my stream and yeah, stream yeah, yeah. in a suit. Have you? But, yeah, I Oh, have. okay, cool. Maybe three times. Yeah. But One, besides that, I, I I, don't know. I, Yeah, it's just...
0: I had an idea for uh for the Googans to do like a formal dinner fishing, catch and cook. Do you know, do you fish at all? No. no, you, no we got to go fishing. I've, I've, fishing. I've actually never been fishing. You've never held a fish, a live fish in your hand.
1: Never. No. I mean, it's not. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it on Instagram. I'm like all right. I, that's I'll cool. tell you what.
0: There, there, there's nothing like the connection that you make as a human holding, a, 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 a different species. I mean, look. Some people hunt. I can't hunt. I see my dogs. Face, you know what I mean. I could not hunt, uh, but I will. I will fish. Take a selfie. Send the shit. Mobile, send send it back.
1: You know what I th- what I what I always found cool was the the, the spear fishing. Yeah. And you go underwater with a gun, like yeah. that's fucking dope. Yeah. I if would you're love eating that shit.
0: if it's just for fun and you're just killing shit, just to kill shit, you're a moron. <laughs> I, 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 look, if you're if you're if you're taking care of your crops and your your land is infested by pigs. Uh, you know, you're, you're solving a ten thousand dollar problem with a one dollar bullet. You know what I mean? For for a farmer, that's an easy, easy thing to do, right? It's an invasive invasive species. You have to feed your family. You have a business to run. A dollar can handle that. You're gonna pull that trigger. Uh, I would pull that trigger, even if I, I like, I wouldn't care. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. think twice. Like, my family comes first, and that's what it is. Period. Um, but yeah, like I I, I couldn't. Do that. All that. right. So so besides besides the bank, do you have do you, you have any other ba- uh jobs growing up?
1: Yeah, I had a ton of jobs growing up. What about yeah. in,
0: in, Ice in cream, Colombia?
1: In, in Col- no, not in Colombia.
0: No? You're no, too young? I was young? too young, yeah. No, not me, man. I started oh, eight well, years I, old.
1: I sold, like, I helped my, my, my mom make, like, aji for, like, the empanadas. Yeah. She she had, like, a, a little empanadas business at one point in our house. But, like, me actually, like, go to work, no.
0: No? No. Yeah, I did a couple of times. Um but I think, you know what's crazy is that I, I, at the time, I didn't know what I was being shaped to be. And I don't, like, I don't know why my, I don't even know if it was my dad or who it was that pushed me to go help my uncle mow lawns at this factory that they both worked at. And then, so th- there was a factory that, that my my uncle, Armando was like the foreman of, and then my, my dad worked there too, and uh, on the weekends we would go. So my, my both my dad and my uncle were big soccer players. They like they fucking played. Nice. And on the back of this factory, my uncle had a fucking dope ass soccer field. Like he took it upon himself to make sure that that soccer field was fucking the like, greener than any other soccer field around Juarez. Wow. Right. So okay, I would go on, uh, and I don't remember whether or not it was the same factory. I might be talking shit at this point, but I was like fucking eight. You know what I mean? I was mowing lawns at eight years old. And then when I was done there, I would go to the back of the factory where my grandfather, on my mom's side, my, 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 my grandfather Jose, was breaking down cardboard boxes with this fucking dope ass knife. And I always wanted that knife. I'm like, I, I said, when I'm old, I'm going to have that knife. That's going to be my fucking knife. Um, they ended up taking my grandfather's knife on his way on his way here to visit to, well, not here, but to, to Chicago. And he never saw it again. That was, sad, that was oh, some sad God. ass shit. But uh, how do I remember these things? I don't know. But anyway, I would I would go back here and I would cut up boxes with him. The majority of the time, I was just fucking going to the top of the of the mound of, of cardboard, and I would get on the cardboard and I would slide all the way down, and then I would fucking get in there again and slide, and then and then I would do some work where I, I would cut shit up, and then from right. there we would go and dump the the the, the garbage, not the cardboard, but because the cardboard was for us to sell. Uh, but we would grab all the garbage and then we go we go in, uh, and and dump it in the fields. You were eight. Yeah, like, 8, 9, something like that. Yeah, 1988. When, when, whenever, it was, like, two years before the the Nintendo happened. When did Nintendo release, the first Nintendo? Um, not in Japan here, Super Nintendo. Uh, and I remember this one time, I, I also helped my aunt go to El Paso, Texas, which is right across the, from the border, and mm-hmm. I would go, and she would, she would go shopping, and she would bring, like, pots, pans, groceries, and I would help her carry all that back from El Paso. And we're talking, call it... I don't know, man. Miles. Yeah, 1991. Yeah, so I was say 11, 1991. No, that's not it, Matt. That's, the, that's Super Nintendo. The, f- the first Nintendo, Matt. Nintendo. Yeah, 86. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. I, man, was I six that's years crazy. old? That's crazy. i may have been six not eight when i was fucking working my ass off uh yeah i was definitely eight because i don't think that at five i was going to be able to push a fucking lawnmower (laughs) um anyway long story short uh i remember the i remember this day so fucking clear i was helping my aunt bring this game from el paso that she bought for her son my cousin uh rest in peace uh and I remember carrying that. I was like, that was, that was the only thing I was carrying and the whole way home, bro. And I'm talking about miles of walking. Miles of walking from El Paso over the bridge through the through el centro which is the you know the the market and then all the way up the, to 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 there just looking at this thing and I'm like man I wish this one was mine <laughs> and it wasn't you know what I mean I'm like man I knew that I was carrying it was almost torture mm-hmm. for a fucking kid my age who wanted that so you were
1: looking at it you wanted it so bad you had to carry it for like, somebody I'm else I'm like the
0: thing that I want most in my yeah. life right now it's in my hands and it's not mine. <laughs> and I was like, I am never gonna have, I, like, even then at that young age, I was like, I've never had, a, I'm never gonna have this feeling when I'm able to make a difference for myself. Not a difference, mm-hmm. but a difference for myself. I'm never gonna have this fucking feeling again. Yeah. I but just, those are
1: the moments that, like, you think back I love and you're that like, moment. man, like, that's, that's never gonna be the it, case anymore. It
0: impacted me so fucking much that I am who I am because of that, amongst other things. But that specifically, yeah. I'll go I'll I'll be in my deathbed 103 years old thinking about that moment. You know what That's I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. It's and I, bro, I was fucking t- Think about it There was a big fucking box mm-hmm. It was beautiful artwork Artwork never before seen And you could just imagining Because I hadn't even Played the game And I was just like Wow who's the, who the fuck Is this dude And what's this Fireball coming out of him And where
1: is he Why is he in a dungeon And, and it's crazy Because you, you're an artist You like to, to I don't draw. think I was back then oh, but, no, I was. but it's crazy I Because yeah, your mind yeah, yeah, yeah. Is already interested yeah, In that yeah, side yeah, of it you're Like right. the artist yeah. side of it It's coded know? in
0: you Yeah it's crazy It's crazy how it's coded in you Anyway so you you're, So no jobs before then
1: Not even in high school Or well, no. Uh, uh, right before I finished high school, um, I got my first like real full time job, which mm. was a server. I was a server at a Argentinian restaurant. Mm. And I was like sixteen. How's the food in Argentina? Amazing steak, steak and wine. That's what they're known for. The fuck? That's like that's like half a meal. It's. Uh, I mean, it's well, what, are, what, what were the sides? They didn't really. Bro, I dated an Argentinian. Um, and we always used to go to her house for like whenever there was dinner f- yeah. for like whatever to meet for me to go meet her dad for example yeah and it was just meat straight out of the yeah and it's like picanha, picanha and yeah. just like with some lime perfectly seasoned yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just fire bro yeah well I, I would it has to be yeah there's just, no sides. Uh, yeah there's no sides bro i mean if they had a side uh I don't think I paid attention to it because all I remember well, is the picanha slaps. 100%. Yeah, just so fire. And, and he wouldn't get it from like the regular, mm. whatever, supermarket. Like he had his low key, like yeah. meat spot yeah, where yeah, they had yeah, yeah. all the cuts and, bro, fire. And that and wine. That's all I remember ever seeing yeah. when I went for dinner.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always hear about that. I always hear about the, the, the legend, uh, the legendary cuts that they have. The picanha, uh, apparently Argentinian sausage is really, really good.
1: Yeah, they have the sausage or also they had, what he had was Brazilian sausage mm. in his thing and he, also, and he had vacío and picanha. Mm. Those were the cuts. Fire.
0: I can't have just some, I, I need to have a side. I, it needs to be compliment. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: Well, at the restaurant, they sold a whole bunch of stuff yeah, of course. and it was good food. Yeah, all right, good so food, but I was like sixteen. Yeah. Um and then I saved enough money to buy a car and then I got a car and that's when I was doing Primerica, and then eventually got into gaming, then pandemic hit
0: so this man this was recent then super recent oh my god I'm,
1: i've been making content well, look, for at, look at the story that
0: i'm telling two you. And <laughs> <have> you 1986 <laughs> and you're talking about fucking last yes, year and shit. yes
1: bro i mean i've always been super interested in gaming yeah um i used to play the the og mario mm-hmm. the mario one. And the, the, yeah on that the og mario because my dad loved that's it that's the og mario yes so yeah. i used to play the Click og images. mario with my dad mm-hmm and, and and Pac-Man, he loved Pac-Man, and Dog Hunt, and I remember yeah, playing Duck that Khan, as yeah, a kid. Yeah, that's
0: one, yeah. Yeah, that's I crazy. remember playing that
1: as a kid with my dad, always mm-hmm, trying to mm-hmm. get to a bigger level. So he, you know how when you put two players, one's Mario, one's Luigi, and then he was Mario, I was Luigi, trying to beat his score. Yeah. Collect every coin or, you know, kill every little...
0: Yeah. You know, I, I often wonder if my parents would have been able back then to get me everything that i wanted if i would have been able to do what i did in this day and age and i don't think so man yeah i, I don't, don't I th- think so either man yeah i don't. I think honestly so.
1: i honestly don't think if i if i've never experienced the feeling that you mentioned about the nintendo like i that that was like a constant thing when i was a kid especially in, in high school and stuff When all yeah. my kids the, all, all my friends um would get whatever they wanted for christmas and stuff like that and i was always like damn like one day i'm gonna work hard and and that's never gonna be an issue.
0: Mm. Yeah, all right, so you're, you're, uh, how did what's the first game that you started? Like what, what made you wanna stream? Because a lot of people
1: play video Bro, games. So so it, was, Not everybody it streams. was Mario, then whatever. I just played a lot of FIFA mainly with my father and, and Mario and stuff like that. But then it hit a point where around the Halo 3 days, mm. that's when I was really gaming with my friends like on Xbox Live Party and stuff like that and i would look at streamers and be like yo it's so dope to be able to do that who were you watching
0: back then if you remember
1: nick mergs
0: oh cool yeah legend
1: yeah nick Merckx. and then when the fortnite days i was watching a lot of ninja like when he played with drake Mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. like that Nothing everyone did yeah so i was i was looking at those moments like damn it would be so dope to do that but it never clicked in my head to like actually go out and do it you know and i actually quit video games when i was like super in the bank like that was my focus like whenever i put my focus into something like and nothing else I, I i gave him my my xbox and i'm like hey I'm, I'm quitting video games bro like it's taking too much time like i was partying a lot at the time as well and i was just like i gotta pick one i can't mm-hmm. do i can't do it all and i like i let everything go and then uh pandemic hit gyms closed there's no clubs you can't party i was home and I I bought a PC and I was making videos on TikTok. I was making dancing TikToks, I was making gaming TikToks. Uh, I was just making content I'm, I'm, I'm
0: musically or uh, or was it the actual... Right
1: on the Switch? Like okay, on it, musically it. initially. I yeah, think yeah. I made maybe like 15 videos on musically and then TikTok. Mm. Um like right in the beginning of it all. And this was like November 2019. Mm. That's when I made my first video wow. ever ever. And that's, that's when I picked th- video yesterday. games back up. Yeah. But it was... What, what,
0: how did you pick the game just off of what you were watching?
1: Well, my friends were playing Fortnite. So I was I was initially started playing a lot of Fortnite. Yep. And then Warzone came out and as soon as Warzone came out, I was like, if I grind this game every day, because like Fortnite was already f- full of sweats and freaking 15 mm-hmm. year olds mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is a new game. Like, if I can really put my time and focus into this, I can get good enough where I can stream. And that's what I did. And it just became an obsession, bro. And every single day just became a grind to become better at the game, become better at my videos, become better at editing or pictures or whatever it was that I that I'm doing content wise. Just mm. be- became an extreme obsession.
0: Got it. You are, man. <laughs> here you are. That's crazy, bro. No, no, no. I don't know why, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking like these. This is years ago, but this is like so fresh to you, which is good because like if you're if you're here right now if you're on this fucking podcast alone right i'm not saying that this is a defining factor but i don't just have anyone here you know what i mean like I, I i started this podcast because i wanted to document this early stage of esports and gaming entertainment so that somebody in the future when they're doing their dissertation or they're studying their sports thing in college that this is one of the main places that they stop at to do their research as to how things were back back you know back then which, which would is, be just now yeah which is which <laughs> is now um i i think that i think that you know you, you you getting here and as quickly as you did just like it's it's wild to me like as i sit here and you're telling me it was just, just last year like that's a, that's some crazy ascension dude um which is also good because you haven't been sort of tainted by the by the uh I don't know by just doing it over for the, over the last decade. I started doing this shit when I was when two thousand and nine. I've been here for fourteen fucking years, and it doesn't feel that way, right? Like if it, I, I love every moment of it, I don't, I will not trade it for the world. This is my everything, and no matter how many business I have on the side, like optic is my thing for life.
1: And and to be honest, like I was so like I'm so new mm-hmm. to the space that like two years ago I had no idea. No idea what anything was and like now it's like i'm playing catch up i'm watching so much content i'm watching like it's like day and night of just fully trying to like catch up but it's good in a sense as well because i have i've worked at a bank for a decade and so all of that that i learned just like goal setting and competition and just being organized just bringing that into this world just brings a different kind of of beast inside of me to just wanting to do this mm. and grind it every single day um, so it doesn't get like doesn't feel old at any point mm. you know because I, I know that's a thing when you just do something every day and you do the exact yeah. same thing eventually it's going to get boring no matter how interesting your life is I don't know but, I've been doing this for but, 14 but, yeah and... but when you find like new ways to yeah. like push yourself to like the next thing like okay they achieve this because like there's a lot of people like that I've also seen that have, that have been really successful in the industry and then out of nowhere it's kind of like You know, they just play and stream here and then. And it's like, I don't see myself being that guy.
0: Yeah. I I give Optic a lot of props for that, right? We were here at the beginning, and we're still here in a meaningful way. We're not just participating. We are here in a fucking meaningful meaningful way. We're not out here just... You know, playing esports, we're winning fucking esports, and we're not just winning esports. We have viewership, and we're not just yes. we don't just have viewership. We we're have just an actual a fucking culture. diehard culture. fans, bro. Yeah, and, and and we have a culture around here that has allowed us to create a fan base so big that is as you know, it's, it's the green wall, man. Uh, it's no,
1: it, it's so crazy because like I see it at events. You know, just me being at my first Optic event when a few months ago. And being so welcomed by the Latino community, especially, mm-hmm. just like hey, like I'm am also a Latino and yeah, I follow yeah. optic, been following optic for you know a decade, and, and so happy to see you. Like that's so fulfilling to me. Like mm-hmm. it's just it makes me feel like I'm part of something massive, you, you are. know. And I'm just I'm I'm happy because like just are. Yeah. being here now in Dallas. I'm like yo, like I'm ready. Yeah, yeah that's
0: good. <laughs> That's good. I I, I I like that. It's 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 definitely the the want to create in the space, is pivotal in how successful you're gonna be. Because anyone can just fucking turn on a camera and do this for a job, right? Like no, we we need people who are talented in the field that they're in, because that's only going to generate more passion and more quality work it's as simple as the formula is simple if you only hire people who are passionate about what they do you're gonna be a winner if you are just a person especially if, if you for cropped if you're just a person who's here collecting a check if you're not competing you don't belong here yep. period and that's cool awesome we can still be friends. We'll still be friendly. You're still invited to the parties, like all that shit. But if you're not fucking grinding, and more importantly, if I see you that
1: you're not grinding,
0: you don't belong here. It's as that's, simple as that.
1: That's facts, man. This is and competition. I feel, I feel like this is, uh, that's how I've kind of looked at life ever since I can remember, bro. It's always like, I just, and, and, it, and it became a point where like I, I started no, doing it with intention. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of those moments I like, I couldn't relate to a lot of my friends anymore. So it was like I, I fuck with you guys i love you guys but like
0: mm-hmm. i just don't
1: see myself wasting 80 percent of my day like mm-hmm. it's like i want to wake up and it's like what am i going to do that's yeah. going to like get me closer to where i want to be yeah. whether that is in the creating space or the gym or whatever it is
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I i agree purpose right you, you have to have purpose and if your purpose is to change your family tree like big timer said you don't have any options you don't have an option to be to care about your feelings you don't have an option to care about your mental well i do this is the pressure that I put on myself mm-hmm. i don't ever sit there and be like man what's really bothering me i don't it's, i don't have a choice you know what i mean and i'm okay with it i live with this i love not having the option to be sad not having the option to feel these feelings i'm not saying that the people who have these feelings are are, are optional like these are problems that i'm blessed not, not to have but i also know that the pressures that i have on me like don't work in another in another human beings
1: right anything. right no like 100%, I, I was i was built I to sacrifice i feel that yeah. i i know exactly what you're saying and it, it's not like you, you don't feel that yeah. but it's just like you you push through those things because yeah. you you have such a passion and such uh a, a, a target that yeah. you're like i'm gonna get there dude I'm, and then I'm, you like being in the space where like there's a lot of pressure on you yeah. and there's a lot of because well, it's I, like that that's what you you like to wake up feeling, you know, it's like, you know, you're working towards something like changing your family tree. So
0: that's what it takes. It's not just mine, right? It's like everybody that works here, like I care about deeply. These aren't just my fucking employees or my teammates. You know what I'm saying? These are my fucking brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? Like I, I, you know, uh, I make it a point to be the one that takes the brunt of the stress and the brunt of the everything so that they don't have to worry about that. Right. Like I, I know obviously Nick has had his, his fair share of, 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 uh, of issues that he's gone through. Like he's just started to open up about that stuff. And I'm like, I, I see that. And I'm like, okay, th- this is something that, that happens to anyone. I just happen to be lucky enough to where I can just come carpet, carpet, compliment, camper, compartmentalize, comparmentalize. Okay. Wait, say it again. See, now you can't oh, say it. No, Comprom- no, that's, that's How do you not say not it, Ice. S- compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Okay. Is this one of those situations in which you say a word and the word loses all meaning in right, fucking yep. shape or form? Mm-hmm. I will say this. Before you make fun of me, I speak two languages and this one is my second okay yeah me too uh, yeah so, <laughs> so so putting anything putting everything like inside like my brain is just weird okay i am able to just take all the stresses and just act like nothing's wrong right so because of that
1: because you care about other people and you don't want to bring that stress exactly, around them exactly like i got i got this
0: yeah, yeah yeah so i don't want people to to think that i don't because then it changes the vibes you know, and then yeah. you know
1: if you're sad and you let that know and then it's kind of like it brings it you know what i mean yeah i,
0: I get it yeah so i just, just want to make sure that people don't don't think that i don't one believe in mental health, or two don't understand right. mental health because no. I fucking do. Uh, it, it's, it's happened right in front of me. So, but yeah, I, I I got really lucky in being able to be a person who just can fucking keep it inside and not suffer the way that other people suffer. But I'm aware of it. Like I'm aware of the of, of the issues. Yeah, of course. Um, but I'm a, I'm an American-born immigrant. I have no choice but to make sure that I fucking succeed. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's a huge advantage, man. Mm-hmm. Because like just. I feel like just some of the things that I've been through and just some of the, the, the shit that's happened to me in life, it's, I don't look at it as a bad thing. You know, I can get sad and stuff, but like, at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, like, this is what makes me me. Mm. Like, this is why I'm so hungry. This is why I'm I'm able to be the creator that I am mm. because I went through that shit, but it doesn't define me.
0: Yeah, yeah. what, what about, um, obviously, like you, you, you're, you're just starting your journey as a creator. Um, are you thinking about any side hustles, anything anything on the side that you'd like to do?
1: So bro, I've actually always had, uh, even when I was in the bank, I started um, I started selling accessories, like ties mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. Um, bracelets and rings and stuff like that on Shopify. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> shout out Shopify.
1: Yeah. yeah and so and then now all my merch is on there and stuff so like i've always just had like different online businesses i yeah. started the the one that i poured the most i guess energy into um was a blue light blocker business mm. blue light blocker glasses yeah, yeah yeah And i just started that when i was in a at the bank just started a website found a provider mm. had a friend who owned um uh, like a prescription business, yeah. like his parents owned owned a, a lab, yeah. and was able to sell the glasses with prescription, yeah. and got into that world a little bit.
0: Yeah, we, th- there's been a lot of blue light stuff happening, right? Like obviously the the, the most notable one is Valkyrie and the amount of shit that she got for it. That was like I, I feel so bad for her because like if if whoever her business partner was in that told her it's so like we're making a makeup line, period right and yeah we're gonna offer this additional thing called blue light blocker yeah like like she is big enough to where she would have been competing against the kylie jenner's against the i mean you name every other superstar out there Yep. it's just someone steered her the wrong way or positioned it the wrong way like they they saw a gamer and they're like oh here's a fucking no The, the, the gamers is just a platform that they built themselves up but just because, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're 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 a gamer, right? But you're not. You're so much more. You're gaming like I, the way that I'm a basketball player. I'm not just a basketball player. Like, I am more than just that. So, I feel really, really bad for for the rap because, you know, from a financial standpoint, I can only imagine how much better off she would have been if somebody would have told her, "It's like, hey, this is just a makeup thing." Period. Because she had that gravitas, she had that the 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 the, the power, right? The influence to own her own makeup business and guess what because I'm a gamer uh, there's also this little thing uh, if you want to try it as blue light but the fact that whoever her fucking partner was led with that was like the biggest fucking mistake and yep. I, feel, I feel horrible for her you know
1: because it, but, but it's one of those things that like I don't think in it of itself what, could be yeah, the, like one, a, like one, a one big, more thing on that is that
0: the dudes we're the ones that were fucking, like the men, we're the ones who were talking shit about her because they, they were, you weren't gonna fucking use makeup to begin oh with. My God. And if you are one of the, you know, if you are a man that uses makeup, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. But the majority of them are not. The majority of them are just fucking people. that were just wanted to be fucking assholes to be assholes. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, ruin something good for a person that they don't even watch. Fucking morons. Wow.
1: Just I, bad business advice. I, in this one
0: instance, in this one very specific instance, and it just happens to be a very, very, profitable industry called the makeup fucking industry she could have i mean she still can if, if i'm her i'll be like you know what man? fuck all this shit. i'm still gonna launch this makeup thing period and i'm still gonna offer this blue light protector because i believe in it and i mean it's, it's 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 a fucking scientific fact that bad lights come from there and they affect your skin a certain way okay but that's just an offering on the whole suite of things that i that, that i have oh man that very one specific thing like sticks out to me and will always stick out to me as to how somebody like that got guided into the wrong fucking direction now, yeah. i don't know who did it right and she's i, I know it was nobody at, 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 at 100 these i think it was somebody external um but yeah i was just
1: I mean you know more than than anybody man. i don't You've think been that there, i know but. but no i mean you you see it with a different view from just like what's going on in the internet you understand yeah,
0: man. It just, happened at a bigger scale, which sucks. It's nuts to me. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a missed opportunity. I feel. Yeah. I feel really, really. So bad.
1: I, I started that business and and learned a lot. You know, I was I was sending glasses to a lot of influencers on mm-hmm. Instagram and stuff like this. this was before I even started mm-hmm. gaming. And when I got into gaming, I kind of just, again, <laughs> focus a hundred percent. But I'm sure now that I'm I'm finding myself as a creator and finding different interests. Mm-hmm there will be something. Yeah, good. At the moment, nothing though. Good,
0: you gotta keep an eye out, man. You gotta do anything and everything. uh, Anything that you're passionate about, there's an opportunity to make something there. You know what I mean? Like something to share. And, and, And more than likely, the people that watch you, want to help you and are going to enjoy the thing that you provide for them because it's not you you know you, you're you're not just selling ties to sell ties like you wear ties right like you used to wear a lot of ties exactly. you know what i mean so it's not you're not just selling fucking snake oil
1: yeah that's kind of how like i i grew kind of like a love for passion uh, for fashion, fashion because once i started at the bank i was like hey you know what if i wear the yeah. cufflinks and then you know the cl- the tie clips mm-hmm. and just different accessories and that's why i peak started lapel the business
0: versus not peak lapels like the whole the whole all my all mm-hmm. my suits have peak lapels the
1: the, the, the peaky blinders hats I oh love yeah those,
0: <laughs> those aren't kangol what do we call? oh yeah i think they were kangol hats kangol was like a, there was uh it was a brand yeah kangol yeah, is but, a brand i, but, I hey, think hey. still uh popularized by uh international superstar ll cool j uh but anyway uh, anyway, I, dude, I I can sit here and talk to you for hours. I'm glad that you're that you're here now because now you get to be a part of the Optic Podcast. Now you get to be a part of all the content. It's easier to fucking create, yeah. uh, which uh, which I'm, I'm excited only 10 about. Ten
1: minutes away from here.
0: Hell yeah, love it, man. Thank you so hey, much for coming no, on. Thank you Any for Any comments?
1: Man. Like, uh, you want to shout anybody out? No, I mean, thank you guys so much, well, no, especially well, before, before just. We go,
0: tell me about the, your, your trip here. Tell me about your trip here. When like the, the eighteen packing.
1: hours total driving. Yeah. We stopped uh, in Orlando for two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went around city walk just spent two days in Orlando and then we went to New Orleans mm-hmm. and that was crazy we went on Bourbon Street and just got drunk met a whole bunch of people the cool people there that were in a convention but just everyone just has it, g- it gave me like that that New York feeling that of of being an older city mm-hmm. but also Vegas energy vibes mm-hmm, just nobody mm-hmm. gives a fuck everyone's just partying and then it's it's people that are there on on most of the time on like corporate like corporate setting corporate like receives, people yeah. that are, yeah just cool man um so we met a lot of interesting people partied there a ton and then eight hour drive last night into dallas Yeah, what time here. did you guys get in 8:30 30 last oh, that's night not bad. yeah
0: yeah so you got a good nice rest yeah that's yeah. good Perfect. all right well uh thanks again all of his information is gonna be uh, listed in the description down below go follow him go on on every platform god damn it he's he's uh he's part of uh the green wall now right uh so super happy super super happy to have you brother really. hey thank you i'm um, happy
1: to be here man and and the rest of the optic family you'll be seeing me a lot often hell yeah a lot more often
0: all right we'll see you guys Let's later go. thank you so right, much guys. for stopping like by sponsoring the podcast we'll see you guys next time Goodbye.